This is Structured Rambling, a podcast about ideas from literature and about literature. Episodes can focus on a single text or a theme from multiple texts. My name is Paul Sonstaby. Welcome. Happy New Year, Structure Rambling listeners. This is my obligatory, hey, it's a new year thing. Uh, I, I shouldn't be so judgmental. I do it every time and I like it. Yes, I'm doing it late again. Last year I was in isolation and didn't do it. And now I'm just lazy. That's all there is to it. Um, this will be a relatively short episode. All I'm doing is reviewing uh, some of my favorite texts from the past year. That is... Um, books, of course, films, TV shows, and music, uh, some of the ones that stuck out to me and struck me. Um, but before I do that, I just want to make a quick couple of announcements, um, for longtime listeners or anybody, uh, a couple of things. I got uh, some new episodes coming down the pipe, uh, one on, uh, Animal Farm by George Orwell, um, uh, one on uh, long promised on Quentin Tarantino. Um, I couldn't figure out how I wanted to approach it, uh, which movie, which particular approach. And so I just talked about all of them. I, I am going to give you my list of Quentin Tarantino's movies in order from nine to one least favorite to most favorite. Um, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, there's really only one that I don't like, although none of them, it's Quentin Tarantino. It is its own thing. Listen to the episode. Um, and also another one that, uh, is going to be coming is on the unchange in comic books on, on change and small C conservatism in comic books. The more things change, the more they stay the same in the comic book genre. Uh, and I think I'm also going to be doing one on the book, uh, children of Ash and Elm by Neil Price, but that's probably getting way into springtime. Secondly, um, in the next while, I don't know if it'll affect you as a listener, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be switching podcast providers. Now it won't affect anything on Spotify or Apple podcasts or anywhere else you, you get this podcast, but it might uh, affect my archives. If you want to get older stuff, I will hopefully have that sorted out, but I'm going to be switching to one. Um, the reasons are mostly my own, but one of them is, um, uh, you may have noticed if you've listened to lots of my podcasts, uh, earlier episodes, I'd use samples of music and, and clips from film and things like that. And then I kind of, even though I, I, it'll surprise you, but I have not bought a boat with my podcast royalties. And so I didn't think my listenership was that big, but I did get a little hand slap. Um, even though I tried to follow copyright law, I, International copyright law is a complicated thing when you're Canadian, and so I got in some trouble, and so I haven't been sampling, and I've discovered a podcast provider that I can sample music anyways, uh, as long as that music appears on Spotify, so I'm going to be switching to that provider, but that might not affect you in the slightest, but anyways, just telling you some stuff. So... 2022 it's over. Uh, I, I, 
it didn't suck as much as some of its uh, prior uh, relatives, but still, um, you know, I, I, I we're a week into this new one, and I'm liking it better. Uh, maybe just because I started 2022 off with covid uh and in isolation uh with mild symptoms because i was vaccinated and so didn't really experience the symptoms as bad as one could but uh anyways um this year was just a normal entrance to the year but there you have it so what i want to do for you now is i want to quickly list off uh my favorite books that i read films that I saw, TV shows that I streamed, and albums that I listened to in 2022. If you're interested in the complete list, um, I will, in the in the show notes, as they say, post a link to the blog that I keep. Um, uh, I used to blog before I podcasted, and I still keep the, the uh, blog for this sole purpose every January to list the texts. So uh, if you want to see the whole list, it'll be there. So, um, well, let's go visual, audio, textual, literal. Here's the movies. Um, so I'm just scanning through. I didn't watch a heck of a lot of movies, by the way, with movies and albums and, and shows, it's gotta be something that was released in that year with books. I, I am not that way. Um, so for example, bullet train with, by David Leach, which I really enjoyed was released in December of 22, 2022, but I saw it, uh, like, January 3rd or something. So I'll probably talk about it next year. Sorry, but, uh, this standouts, um, I think my favorite movie of 2022 has to still be the Northman by Robert Eggers, even though if you listen, I did a whole podcast episode on it. It's not necessarily a great Viking movie. It's a great Icelandic saga movie, but it's just such a visually study stunning film. Uh, Robert, it's just watching a man direct well, and it's got great sound, uh, and great, uh, just landscape usage. It's just, it, it was wonderful in that regard. Not the greatest movie ever, but I enjoyed it. Um, other standouts from the year. Uh, another one I did an episode on, uh, Prey by Dan Trachtenberg. I know, laugh at me if you will. Um, but I couldn't help it. This stupid predator sequel featuring Comanche warriors in the 18th century. I was like, wow, this is a better display of indigenous culture than a lot of movies that intend to be historical. Um, Nightmare Alley by Guillermo del Toro was another one of those ones that I liked. It was a lot like the Northman. I really enjoyed watching it, but I don't know if I liked the movie altogether. Um, I liked Licorice Pizza by Paul Thomas Anderson. It had its moments, especially the two young actors' performances. Um, I've rewatched The Batman by Matt Reeves. Um, it's better than the first time, but I still, I'm kind of just done with grim, young Batman retreads. Um, I didn't do an episode on this, and I thought about it. All Quiet on the Western Front 
by Edward Berger. I have done an episode on the novel and I know the novel well. And this film, which was released in late October, um, a German made film was so good and yet not very true to the book, but in the weirdest way, so many key scenes from the book were in there, but in different places for different reasons. Um, the, the, the story was set entirely at the end of the war instead of across the war. And there's a side plot, very interesting about the actual, um, armistice and and how it led to the resentment on the germans that german side which would eventually lead to world war ii an amazing grim world war one film um along with 1917 probably the standout films to study uh if you're studying world war one but not a genuine adaptation i still haven't made up my mind about it and i've seen it twice once with english dubbing and once in german subtitles um yeah, a good film, just so bizarrely sideways true to the text. Um, uh, the Green Knight, uh, bizarre, strange, also not true to the text. I listen to the soundtrack a lot. I, I don't know about that one. And then lastly, just before, I think it was on Christmas Eve uh, with my kids and my mom and my wife, we watched A Christmas Story Christmas, the sequel to A Christmas Story, my favorite personal Christmas movie. Odd, odd. Uh, I don't think it needed to be made, but there were some good moments to it. Okay. TV shows. Um, oh, I watched some good shows, actually. Far better shows than I watched films last year. Uh, what was the best? What was the best? <sighs> Going to go with Dope Sick. Dope Sick, uh, the story of uh, the, the, a fictionalized story of the opioid crisis in the United States um, with a, a lot of different actors, Michael Keaton standing out, um, kind of time across the 90s. Really enjoyed that one. Pam and Tommy. Uh, that was way more fun than it should have been. Great performances. Uh, the boys season three, love the boys. Um, Shorzy, a side story from the world of Letterkenny. Phenomenal. Uh, kids in the hall was fine. It was great to see the boys back. It was what it was. Um, uh, the Sandman, uh, not bad. Netflix show, uh, fairly true adaptation of the original source material. Rings of Power did an episode with special guest stars in October. You can go look in the archives for that. It was fine. Uh, I am not as angry as some of the nerds out there, so I didn't get too worked up. I, I it blended well enough with the show. Um, I think after Dope Sick, though, my favorite show of the year was Peacemaker with John Cena stupidly hilarious uh superhero kind of satire uh based on a character that really isn't much in the movies and so uh or in the comics and they turned him into a tv show and a movie character who's who's very entertaining oh uh, i guess i'm looking at my my albums now i'm about to switch to music and the first one is um uh is uh, the Power of the Dog soundtrack. So I guess I should list that. I can't remember. I guess I watched that in 2022, even though it was released in 2021. Um, I enjoyed that movie. Um, I liked how subtle it was, but uh, I like the soundtrack better. I've listened to it more. Um, the standout, the best album I listened to last year. 
with a bullet was smile. Um, this is a, a, a the smile. Um, it is a Radiohead side project, two members of Radiohead. It's called, um, a, a light for attracting attention. Easily the thing I listened to the most last year. Um, perfect album. Just great. Uh, phenomenal. Um, the best thing I heard last year. Other things that stood out to me, I listened to a lot of soundtracks. I like the Northman soundtrack. I like the Batman soundtrack, even though it's just one set of chords played over and over again, but they're played in the right order. I like the Green Knight soundtrack. So there you go. Um, Eddie Vedder released a solo album. Now I'm a Pearl Jam fan. They're my favorite band, but Eddie Vedder's uh, solo album... Oh, don't do that. See, I turned it on. Earthling uh, is um, really good. Really good. And then uh, there was a, a second release of kind of all of his independent stuff of the past couple of years. He's been really productive um, during COVID. Um, and and so it's just worth listening to. Everything Earthling related uh, by Eddie Vedder. Uh, and other than that, Metric had a pretty good release. Uh, the Sheepdogs had an okay release, good old Saskatoon band. Although, yeah, Metrics Metrics album has the song Doom Scroller, uh, its opening track on uh, on on their Famantera album. That is a tune. Uh, the rest of the album is pretty good. And after that, Third Secret, Bear McCreary, uh, Sloan. 90s band came out. It was kind of an unremarkable year for non-soundtrack related music as far as I go. Um, there you go. Yeah, and now to books. And I noticed one thing right away with books. So um, I was, I read uh, counting audio books. I read a lot of books last year. I read something like 80. No, 75, 75 is being a little, being a little uh, ambitious. I read 75 books, counting audiobooks, counting books I taught at school. I keep track of everyone. And the books that struck me, five of them were nonfiction of the seven that struck me the most. Two were fiction. And of those two fiction books, one was written in the 1800s and one was written in the 1970s. So I wasn't really current. I, I In rereading this uh, blog entry, I was like, wow, I got I to gotta try and be a little bit more current. Um, trying my best. Although this Neil Price book that I'm reading right now, Children of Ash and Elm, uh, is a game changer for Viking history and culture. Um, if I would have finished it before Christmas, it would have been top of the list probably. But uh, I, I, like I said, I think I'm going to do an episode on it. So um, books that I dug uh, the two fiction ones were Sutri by Cormac McCarthy. That's the one from the 70s. It was interesting reading Cormac McCarthy not being totally, totally grim. He has two new books that I'm going to get to eventually and talk about, I'm sure. Um, Cormac McCarthy, I have a love-hate relationship with. I love how he writes. I hate what he writes about. But Sutri was was a bit better. And then I read Jerome K. Jerome's Three Men in a Boat, uh, a comedy about three gentlemen bunting down the river Thames in the late 1800s. Absolutely hilarious. Dry British wit. The nonfictions, the five that kind of stick out the most. Um, I referred to this in an earlier podcast on, 
on, I guess it was just on, 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 you know, Viking texts, but it was called the beyond the North wind by Christopher McIntosh. And it, the reason that was good is it was so much about how, um, 21st century culture in places like Iceland is trying to embrace like the religion of Asatru and things like that, trying to embrace things from the Viking era. I found it interesting. Um, I read a, 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 bio, a biography, one of those, um, dialogue form by bio, a biography. So it's only interviews, uh, about JD Salinger by David Shields and Shane Salerno. That was good. Although it just, ratified for me that jd salinger was a jerk who wrote well um johan uh Hari's lost connections um this is kind of one of those indigo coffee table books the self-help books that there are a dime a dozen but this one was neat because it's a series of stories from the perspective of somebody who's battled huge anxiety his whole life been medicated for it dealt with issues with the medications, bad side effects, and basically explores how people have plumbed the roots of their anxieties and dealt with the issues underneath and different ways of doing that. I, I really found this a moving read um, on on sort of the power of humans healing themselves. It was awesome. Uh, at the same time, I read a book by Eric Weiner named Socratic Express, which is basically riding trains and thinking about the big philosophers. Uh, it was a good kind of entry level book to look at, um, uh, philosophers. And then the last one, I really wish I would have liked this more cause it's an important book and I think people should read it, but I read that, uh, braiding sweetgrass by Robin wall Kimmerer. You've probably seen this on shelves uh, everywhere. It's, um, it's about sort of embracing the gifts that nature gives us in the, the sort of the, the pattern of the indigenous it's from the indigenous perspective. She's herself indigenous, uh, and nature's role in that. I just, and, and this isn't her fault. Editors expect this now. I just get really distracted reading nonfiction pieces that are about topics where the author is imposing themselves constantly as a character. Now, this is an indigenous person writing about indigenous culture. That's valid. But still, at the same point, I found her own personal narrative in it distracting. And that's me. Probably makes me a bad person. Um, it's still an important enough book that I think pretty much everybody in North America or the world should read it at some point. Uh, but I wanted to like it more than I did. So there you go. Anyways, folks, uh, there's a quick one for you. Um, stay tuned for more episodes. Like I said, I got a Tarantino, an animal farm, and a comic booky one coming down the line. And uh, But there are the standouts of 2022. You have yourself just a phenomenal day. I want to thank you for listening today. And if you enjoyed my podcast, please feel free to give me a rating and review. Episodes come out at the beginning and middle of pretty much every month. Have a great day.